From the studios of Books in Motion, this is Beth Richmond, reading Troubled Sea by Jinx Schwartz. Now let's begin with Troubled Sea. The Sea of Cortez, or the Gulf of California, is a long, narrow, highly dangerous body of water. It is subject to sudden and vicious storms of great intensity. John Steinbeck, The Log from the Sea of Cortez Chapter 1 Spawned by fierce Santa Ana winds in Southern California, the gale gathered strength as it roared south across the Sonoran Desert and then lashed the turquoise waters of the Sea of Cortez into a white frenzy. In an open fishing boat, a panga, a determined driver wrestled a 75-horsepower outboard for command of his craft as it caromed off one six-foot wave and crashed into another. Barehead bent into blinding spindrift, he stood with his feet spread wide for balance, knees flexed to absorb the shock of the boat bottoming out in the troughs. Clad only in a pair of weather-worn jeans, his legs were numb from the cold and fatigue. Arm and shoulder muscles burned with the effort of maintaining his grip on the outboard motor's extended steering handle. As forty-five-knot winds shot salt bullets into his scalp and threw rips in his ratty slicker, a less determined man would have turned around, put the wind to his back, and ridden south with the seas. But Pedro Gomez was not a man. Using an electronic instrument he barely understood— Thirteen-year-old Pedro had set out alone, leaving his sick brother, the intended driver, back at their fish camp. He managed to successfully navigate to the center of the gulf, pick up the intended cargo, and head north before the brunt of the storm hit. Though weary and battered, Pedro was unafraid. The tears streaming from his eyes were whipped there by wind, not fear. If he feared anything other than failure to complete his voyage— the hubris of youth and generations of seafaring genes eclipsed it. The boy's iron-blue eyes told of a Dutch sailor in his family's past, but his dark skin and coarse hair were his grandmother's, a coastal Indian girl whose heart and reputation had been broken by a transient European. Pedro had driven pongas like La Reina del Cortez since he was five, and La Reina, her patched hull and peeling paint belying her majestic moniker, was as durable as any of her sisters plying, no, ruling the Sea of Cortez. Although she charged headlong into tall waves and lurched from gunwale to gunwale in the confused sea, this Queen of the Cortez shipped surprisingly little water— Airtight flotation chambers serving as seats divided La Reina into three sections. In the V-shaped forward compartment, a rusty propane tank ground against shards of glass from its broken lamp attachment, and only water slop prevented sparks and explosion. A jumble of green nylon nets, cork floats, and long, heavy lines spiked with three-inch fish hooks slewed in a malodorous, greasy mixture of seawater, gasoline, rotting fish carcasses, and motor oil in the center hold. Under all this lay the precious cargo. Pedro's chilled feet shared the aft cockpit with thirty liters of gasoline in a plastic mamilla, "'named for its resemblance in both color and form to an oversized baby-bottle nipple. 
This Pongaro's version of a gas tank had a rag stuffed into the top to replace its long-lost tepon, and with each impact rivulets of fuel trickled down its sides. A length of rotting surgical tubing stuck through the center of the wadded-up rag served as a gas line. Next to the Mamiya rode a gallon jug full of drinking water. Pedro had already jettisoned three empties— Environmental science wasn't a subject taught in his local elementary school. Although unaccustomed to a motor as large as the 75-horsepower Evinrude, Pedro skillfully battled the maelstrom, steering by a star and dead set on making his delivery and collecting $500. A fortune. Pedro didn't know that he and his cargo were expendable— nor would he understand that his brother's employers factored Pongaros like himself and his brother into their acceptable loss column.